everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Unprofessional. I say once again, I'm assuming you've listened before. Maybe you haven't. And if you haven't, then welcome to your first episode of Unprofessional. I hope you like it. Joined on my extremely far left is Mr. Lex Friedman. I mean, extremely far left, but okay. Well, you're, you're pretty far over there. I'm, I'm, currently, on, I'm on the right. It depends if you're facing north or south. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking... I'm thinking um, Stage. Stage left. Wait, who's that guy with the Irish accent? That? That? Who is that? Who is who that? Is that? Who, who is, is that? Who is that guy? <laughs> that? That is, I was going to say senor, but I don't know what the Irish equivalent of like senor or monsieur. That would be the Gaelic. Knight. It. It'd probably be Paddy. Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Paul Campbell. Hello there. How's it going? It's good to be here. Greetings. I'm even finally fur- even further left or right, depending. Uh, extremely far left. Hmm. Uh, so, Paul, Was why th- don't you tell us? Tell, tell the unprofessional listeners who who you are, what they might know you for. Uh, my name is Paul Campbell. I uh, <laughs> run some software called Tito, which is for selling tickets to events like the kind of events that I put on. One of which is the Ool Conference. Ool. Um, Ool. That's. I knew I knew you from somewhere. Of we course. did a live episode of this show at Ool. Oh, I barely, I forgot about that. Yeah. Huh. So the people who, uh, who it wasn't a regular episode. We did as a special one-off thing. It was like a dollar, right? Oh, it was yeah. a dollar, two dollars, something like that. How um, did that go? Uh, uh, we became millionaires. Overnight. We made at least two dollars. <laughs> millionaires since. I, I can't remember exactly how many episodes we sold to that one, but it did pretty well. It did better than I think I expected, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Nice. A couple hundred. Wow. It, it made drinking money. It made drinking money. It was a good episode. You made people laugh. Thank you. That's, uh, that's we, about as good as you can we, expect. We don't make them laugh. We help them laugh. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> We're not forcing them at gunpoint to laugh. All right. We're just, it's, it's not like, it's the difference between murder and assisted suicide. You were a good warm-up act for the uh, talk show, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how we feel about ourselves in general. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, yeah. I, we this could is going to be a very inside baseball episode but so Paul I, I've been wondering about this since I was in Ireland Okay. during the live episode of Unprofessional I talked about how before I left I did research on how to speak in an Irish accent for no good reason and I the, the thing that stuck with me most from the video was that instead of the I sound you should say oi like I should say Ireland. I learned to speak like an Irishman in Ireland and I got the sense that some people some of the the Ireland natives in the audience uh, were offended by my pathetic attempts to and I thought kind of it was I thought it was meant to be like self-effacing mm. but to my attempts at a terrible Irish accent am I correct that I offended people and if so why did I offend them speak for the people of Ireland Paul. <laughs> I don't think he can answer the question of why you did it I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that nobody was offended and whatever you were seeing was more pity <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that Wow, yeah. you're taking a beating today, Lex. I'm Sorry. fine with that. Hmm. Uh, so I want to, I want to, I want to talk baskets. But, me too. Because uh, so before we we hit the record button and we started the show here, we were discussing a, an issue with baskets, a basket related issue. Well, so we all know how much Lex hates fruit baskets. <laughs> I yeah. do. I do loathe a, a bad fruit basket. That's mm. true. No, no, not a bad fruit basket. You loathe fruit baskets. 
That's true. Well, if right. it's if it was all strawberries and apples, I could I could get behind it. Hmm. Um, so where's your basket, Dave? I I didn't know there was a basket. <laughs> We're trying to solve the basket case. This is this is the first I've heard of a basket. So the story goes that I was unfortunately unable to make my slot last week, of which I'm terribly sorry. When we were meant to do this episode, record this episode, right? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're. I'm kind of glad we're talking about this because we did call it out on the last episode. That you there did was a mix up, and there was a. Well, we we wanted to be. I just want for continuity's sake, the people who listened to last week's episode and now listen to this one, that that you were the person we were talking about. And for and that, I want to be clear, like Paul missed the recording slot. It was no big deal. We found a last second fill in in Mr. Moltz, who was great. Uh, I thought it was still a very entertaining show. I was not at all offended. People, I felt missed terrible. Things. It was like it's, you had asked me. To to be the host at the Oscars and I didn't show up on the night. <laughs> that's how bad I felt. That's pretty much how I would rank them. I think it's pretty much Oscars and then just under that is unprofessional. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. We're on the same level-ish. Yeah. I anyway. think you would call them Oysters, by the way. Well, I certainly did not feel very professional last week. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, this is going to sound terrible, but it turned out to be a, people loved the episode that we did put out. So, I mean, so thank you for doing us that favor. It was very sweet. It was a sweet episode. So cut to days after Paul has missed his recording session. My wife comes in. I'm on a call. She comes into the office carrying this enormous gift basket uh, with a giant balloon on top that says, I'm sorry. And I, I literally ended the call early so I could understand what was happening. And she's like, at first she thought there was no note. Then we found the note. And the note was weird. I, actually, I think I have the note here. Hang on one second. Was it written Irish? Uh, I think it was written in internet. It, it wasn't American English spelling. So hang on one second. I got to find it. Oh, Okay. Yes, I use the, the the Queen's British English in my writing. It said, "It said, uh, it said, I'm sorry, I was a doofus, and doofus was spelled D-U-F-U-S. I'm the one who's supposed to be responsible, and responsible was also spelled wrong. It just kind of had a typo in it. <laughs> um, and I Way and to it apologize. Was, it was oh. signed Paul, and because I had not felt wronged by Paul, oh. I had no idea who had sent this." I didn't know who was apologizing. It was addressed to me. Like, I figured it had to be to my wife or something. And so then uh, um, I write to, I, the next thing I do is I send an instant message to Paul Kafasis. <laughs> have you apologized to me for something? And he said, no. And I said, well, it was a long shot. And then I was checking my email, like, who's Paul? And then I realized, mm. and I posted on Twitter that I had no idea who had sent I it. Saw and then that. I figured out right after I tweeted that I figured mm. it out. Apparently, wow. I did not warrant an apology. Yes, yeah, so, but you didn't apologize to Dave. I've I, gotten no fucking basket, fruit or otherwise. I booked Dave's like five hours <laughs> before I booked Lex's one because I had to wait for Lex to <laughs> wow. send, my, send his address. Because I, ha- oh. I had your address wow. because you replied to me on time. <laughs> so I, I've sent I, an angry email to the supplier. So, And it's happens. not a fruit basket, by the way. This was filled with candy, uh, <laughs> potato chips, cheddar flavored Chex Mix, um, weird candy one of the things in the basket a couple sodas by the way which i've already enjoyed one of the things my favorite thing in the gift basket was it was called baseball bat candy and it's in this giant base well giant relatively speaking but it's in a a miniature baseball bat and the bat says right on it shake it to make noise uh which is true you can shake this you know baseball bat and the candy inside makes noise inside i posted a picture of it on twitter inside are 22 candy baseballs which take up about one percent of the total volume of the baseball bat 
really, I am owed an apology letter from the people who make the baseball bat candy. One, because it's so woefully underfilled, and two, because it tastes terrible. Everything else in the gift basket is a winner. So I'm not saying you should feel bad about this, Paul. You, you know, I, I'm just, I got to tell you, uh, you and your, your fucking basket, I don't want to hear any more about this. I'm, I'm sitting here currently basketless, and I feel, I feel left out. It, fucking A. And the balloon, by the way. My kids love the balloon. Considering I didn't even know there was a basket until like half an hour ago, I I am on the edge of tears right now. The uh, the worst of it all is that I paid extra for same day delivery. <laughs> neither of them came the same day. Even mine, which did arrive, came four days later. There's there's no there's no anything indicating that I missed uh, uh, anything. Did you give me the right address? Is that what it was? Is um, well, let me, let me look. You, it was, uh, on the, the Twitters, right? It was the, the, the direct well, we messages. Well, we can follow up afterwards. You know? I'm, I'm looking, I'm, yeah, I just looked back. Somewhere, right somewhere in, in Delaware, is that? <laughs> I jest. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely wondering that, uh, if it was like a European <laughs> translation. Delaware, I, Columbia? <laughs> I started laughing and then I realized he might not be joking. <laughs> no. Did you put USA on the label? Uh, well, it would have been local okay. delivery, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah, no, right, that's true. It was the same supplier. So then the package, the basket got moved from my office into the kitchen. And then it was, I guess the next day maybe, or two days later was Halloween. Might have even been the same day was Halloween. And then uh, we had friends come over who trick-or-treated with us, and then we were all having dinner together. And so my friends are whispering to each other, this other couple are whispering to each other about this. And they thought that I had sent it to Lauren <laughs> as an apology. This giant, I'm sorry, balloon and package. Like, what did, What do you think he did? And I was like, no, Lex no. fucked up. I didn't do it. Apparently, maybe she listened to this show at some point and heard all the weird <laughs> shit you talk about. I'm sorry, Lauren. God, God we're angry. <laughs> we'll figure yeah. it out. We'll get to the bottom of it. Don't worry. <laughs> You have you you have baseball bat candy in your future. <laughs> it's coming to you. Nothing ominous about that. No. Well, after hearing Lex's description of baseball bat candy, I could not be more excited than I am right now. <laughs> See, I, I'm curious to know how similar the baskets are. Right. Did, uh, Do you, you want to? Did you get photos? Should we compare once my ba- if my basket arrives? Well, you if sent- you ever get a basket, you can just tell me what's in it, and I'll tell you if it matched mine. Here's, I'm just going to try to predict the future. I'm going to predict that something got fucked up and uh, it's going to be difficult to sort out. And I'm going to be in Ireland at some point and Paul's going to show up with a basket in hand. Like, <laughs> present it to me personally. That, that is how I feel this is actually going to play out. I have to say Paul is like a, a saint and somebody who has given me a lot of food in my past. Go on. Well, please go on. Is there more to that thought or was that the when, when we were at Ool last year, Ool assigned various... Um, what do you call them? Concierges, uh, people who oh, were yeah. helping the different speakers yeah. Yeah. with their stuff, you know, so they would help you make sure you got to the hotel and answer questions you had, whatever good stuff. And, uh, so I was, you know, watching other presentations and during a break I was being myself. And so I tweeted out about wondering if I was allowed to send my concierge <laughs> out for fried chicken. And, Oh uh, yes, that's right. Then <laughs> the infamous <laughs> fried chicken incident. At the end of Ool, they Paul calls me up on stage, and I had no idea what was happening. And he said, "We got you your fried chicken." And I was presented with a bucket of just incredible Irish fried chicken. It was just the best, incredible. That was amazing. So is Irish fried chicken different in some way? <laughs> I, I don't think that the adjective Irish really applies here, but it wasn't Kentucky because we were in Ireland. Uh, well, the chicken has. I see. You just mean you just mean that it was fried chicken in Ireland, right? Ireland okay. fried chicken, right? Or Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> And an Irish chicken means that it comes from a bird that didn't didn't 
wasn't born in a factory and died mm. in a factory. Oh, so this this was free range fried chicken? You're telling me? Wow, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> what was it? Was it like uh, battered with Guinness or something? <laughs> I would believe that. Dave got to eat in my house. You went home too early. I did. I'm a fool. How was that, Dave? How do you? How you it was. It, it was amazing. It was amazing. I think that might even be my favorite day of of Ool. and that's say saying that. something because it was it was such a tremendous experience from beginning to end that it's hard to pick out favorite moments. But like the last day, conference had had ended, things were winding down, and this was it was um, kind of came down to me and Jamie Newberry, and we had known each other for you know, ever working for uh, same company, but we never really got along very well. So this last day, we had we had talked a little bit on the internet. We'd kind of got to a place where we were getting along, and we wanted to be friendly. So we sit down. We wanted to spending the whole day together, and we became like really, really close friends. And it was awesome. And it was it was an opportunity to spend some time with somebody that I wouldn't otherwise normally get to spend time with them. And then we end up going over to to your place for dinner, and it was uh, it was warm, and there's food cooking, there's all these people around, there's kids, and it was just I don't know. It was a, it was a really neat sort of uh, uh, human spirit togetherness kind of day. It was great. I got to judge you by the universal rule of good person, and it's whether they help with the dishes after a dinner party. <laughs> well, I was given free food after already being brought over to Ireland to play music and, and do my stupid podcast. I kind of felt like doing the dishes was the absolute least I could do. You passed the test, Dave. <laughs> of doing the absolute least I could do? <laughs> if that's enough for me. Easy to I was... Figure. I was <laughs> I thought, what's the bare minimum? I'll do that. I uh, no. I used to have a test when I was in the dating scene where I would open the girl's car door for her and see which ones would take the extra step to reach over and unlock my side. Um, and the woman who is now my wife uh, did it hilariously. Like as soon as she sat in the car, she reached over and unlocked mine, like contorted herself in wild ways to do it. That sounded sexier than it probably was. And so then I, mm. I immediately told her that she had passed the test. And so then after that, I would keep my button and lock the car again after she did it so that it would look like she was failing the test. And that was an ongoing joke for way longer than was funny. Uh, but it was in keeping that with my so personality. sounds so unlike you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my car, I've got, I've got the button on the, on the key, the remote, so I unlock the door so there's no need for her to... Right. So I would, I would manually unlock the, the passenger door to make the test work. I'm not sure who the her is in my version of the story. Your wife. If I if your <laughs> wife gets in my car, there'd be no need for her to unlock my door. Now, Paul, I just want to clarify: I've never met Lex's wife. Yes, there's nothing happening there. Don't don't write in with questions. I, this is my take on you, Paul, and you can tell me how right or wrong I am. But you you throw this amazing conference, more than one actually, and you really your focus is. You want this to be an incredible experience for everyone involved, whether it's the people presenting, the people watching, whatever it is. You want it to be an impeccable, well-quaffed, well-handled experience. Yeah. And you want it to be, you know, top-notch. And I feel like your preference is to create amazing things, even though it means, even though you could spend less on some things and have the conference itself be make more money than it does, you are less concerned with that right now and more concerned with wanting to create something that you feel is truly excellent. They call it, I think they call it an investment in the future, right? Oh, I see. You're developing your personal brand. (laughs) Have you considered hiring a social media expert? (laughs) Mm. Maybe not. Yeah, you said that. I didn't say that, but we'll see. 
Okay. Um, okay, uh, are you are you going to talk at all about future wool plans? Well, speaking of which, are you prepared to make any? <laughs> speaking of which, this is a perfect week to go on the show because wool tickets for next year go on sale this week. Omg! Uh, we'll have a link in the the show to the show notes. So um, everybody, it, pause right now and click on that nice. link because this thing's going to sell out. And if you if you care about amazing things, you you're going to want to you're going to want to be cool. there. And I don't. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, this time uh, it, we're starting in Ireland and we're taking a rocket ship to the moon where the actual <laughs> conference is being held, and there will be um, unicorns there. No, I mean I. I don't want to turn this whole thing into an infomercial for Ool, although I t- would totally do that. But we kind of do. I'm just, I mean, I do. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Your, I. I really marvel at your love of fine things and just trying to make everything awesome actually that reminds me of the thing i wanted to ask you about you have a love of fine food and wine specifically right how do you know this we never discussed this we we, follows you on twitter no we did by virtue of your having us in ireland and you're Mm -hmm. like we're gonna go eat at this place that i found because it has incredible food and wine and now we're gonna go to this place that i found because it has incredible (laughs) food and wine (laughs) am i that shallow (laughs) (laughs) i I think of that as part of your depth uh uh, so i i did become obsessed uh, in my early 20s about finding the best. But it was about finding the best things so that when I came across an average thing, I would be able to know instantly whether it was average or not. Does that make sense? And when you say things, you mean you mean all things, all categories, all, all areas, corners of life. Right. But food became a particular passion and I kind of got obsessed with experiencing the very best in restaurants. Um, and I sort of learned more by doing that than I had I could possibly have imagined I would have learned. Just a bit like approach to making experiences amazing. So I'm with you on everything in life other than food. Right. But yeah. But you're... It, the, the, the foods that people call amazing tend to be kind of gross. It depends. The, fir- the first meal that I had... The first meal <laughs> I that I had... I kind of agree with Dave. <laughs> you guys are... So, this, is, this is totally the wrong track for unprofessional. <laughs> Please go let's, on. Let's talk about In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> uh, you know I, I don't really care for that the burgers are fine the fries are terrible yeah i like it all there but no but so how do you you're one of you're like an adventurous eater right you're like if they're like this is boiled testicles with a side of eyeballs you're gonna be like yeah i'll try that i have never had eyeballs <laughs> which Yikes. animal's testicles did you have his own <laughs> so the, the story there was that uh i got this little tasting plate of lamb and there was some bits and there was other bits and there was crazy bits and then there was brain and there was a mushroom oh right ah. and i don't really like mushrooms so i ate everything um and i went i got to the brain and i tasted it (laughs) i got between brain and mushroom he went (laughs) great i also hate mushrooms but i'm a gun to my head i'm taking a mushroom over a brain anyway i went for the brain i tasted it It was kind of like squidgy the texture was a little bit Ah. Ah. so so i uh oh my god so the brain, and I did the brain. I'd always wanted to try lamb's brain, so I did it, and I never had to do it again. And I sent the plate back with the mushroom because I wasn't going near the mushroom. So I called over uh, the waiter a few minutes later, and I said, uh, I-, I didn't eat the mushroom on, on that plate. Like, what, what was the story with the mushroom? And I was like, sir, that wasn't the mushroom. That was the brain. And I was like, well, what was the thing that I ate that I thought was the brain? And you're like, that was testicle. And that was the story. So, but So do you, you ended up... So I've never had lamb's brain. I I, oh. I, I mistakenly. Uh-huh. I, I thought I was. Wow. I thought I was eating. 
brain. That's man. I've, <laughs> yeah, you, you're, just, you're a shitty zombie. <laughs> I am. I am so close to throwing up right now. Oh my really? God. Yeah, because you don't even like lamb, right? Oh, oh no, I, I love really, lamb. I mean, you got to understand the the way my brain and my palate and my stomach work together yeah. in relationship to food. If I could, I would just like eat Taco Bell. Oh, I, like just I, like, like that level of I know what's oh, in it and it's cheap and it tastes oh, okay. Horse. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, you know what's in it? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the first time anyone's ever said that about Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, no, nah, don't do that. That's such an easy joke to make. Of course, you know what's in it. No, I yeah, don't. They think list so. the ingredients. There's a website. They got the, remember that whole thing with the uh, the beef being like not 100 percent beef, and they had to put like the, the Taco Bell put out the thing saying, "No, here, look, we list our ingredients. Clearly, it's all beef." Skeptical. I remember that they said so. I my trust for Taco Bell isn't at an all time high though. I got to experience Taco Bell for the first time last week, and uh, yes. What'd you think? Uh, well, let me go and have cardboard for dinner. <laughs> I uh, well, you're sort of fucking up my long term stretch goal of getting Taco Bell as a sponsor. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We've petitioned to them. We've we've asked them, and they've they've never even bothered responding to us. No. Oh. I mean, it was well seasoned, cardboard. I guess what I'm saying is fuck Taco Bell. Okay. What, was it the hotel in Dublin where right next door there was a TGI Fridays? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly right. It's been there for a long time too. Speaking um, of delicious. Mm. Well, speaking of delicious, you know what we should do really quick? Already? Oh wow! I thought we were still in the first few minutes of this. Oh, yes. No, we're we're far in. We should take a moment and acknowledge. Oh, shit. This episode's fine, fine sponsors. All right, who is it? Let's let's get into it. The first sponsor today, Dave, is HostGator. HostGator, is it gonna eat me? No, don't be afraid. HostGator is not actually a gator. It's simply the best place to get a website to have premium web hosting at low costs. I guess it's better than Hostadile. Yes. <laughs> The awkward pause. We just flipped roles for a second there. <laughs> I was listening to Maltz on last week's podcast, and there was somebody made a joke, and I was like, "He took ages to get that joke," and it just sort of happened. <laughs> well, so the, if you go to HostGator, what they want you to do is grab a .net. .net's the best way to get a killer domain name that's not 180 characters. It's .net. So when you say killer Verisa. domain name, like killer, like a an alligator. Yes, like an alligator can kill. I get it. So HostGator, get this, HostGator offers 24 by 7 by 365 support via phone, chat, and email. Not just one of those things, all of those things. When you say 24 by 7 by 365, do you mean uh, in the arrangement that I would hope? Yes, that's correct. It's okay. pretty much any time, day or night, you could go get support. You could go do it right now. HostGator offers hosting for any size site with shared VPS and dedicated servers. They'll move your site for you if you want to transfer to them. They will take on the, the grunt really? work. Yeah, they will no do shit. the moving. Yeah, no shit. That's, that's kind of a big deal. So if you need a website for your next killer startup idea or your cat blog, HostGator has you covered. They've got premium web hosting at low prices. While you're there, of course, grab a .NET. Uh, if you're, if maybe you just want to set up a scam business where you pretend to sell uh, apology baskets, but then you never actually fucking deliver them. <laughs> yeah, that's HostGator's perfect for that. If your site explodes, if it gets internet famous, HostGator still has you covered. If you have a website somewhere else, they'll do the work. So go to HostGator right now and buy some hosting. You're going to use the coupon code UNPRO to get an extra 25% off and support this show. So go to HostGator.com. You're going to get 25% off with the offer code UNPRO, and the prices are already insanely cheap. 
and like when i say insanely cheap i mean literally insane asylum level cheapness and give me uh, an example give me an example and i ask because i want to know like this 25 percent that i'm going to save is that like a dollar that i'm saving because that's not much savings you can get a a hosting plan that starts they start as low as three dollars and 47 cents a month three forty seven a month yeah i was i was joking yeah, that's I didn't realize that, that that really is the okay. This is you're you're not joking. That really is insanely cheap. Dot net powered by Verisign, and uh, HostGator's got you covered. So you, you really want to check them out. And now, before we start the show again, I'm going to find out who's calling me. Just a second. Hmm. I worry hey, that my like, my response to to all of this sounds scripted, but uh, I really am hey, genuinely you, surprised at how cheap that shit is. Lex, you should mute yourself when you do this. <laughs> So uh, you did just give me an idea. So the next time, instead of asking you for your address, I should just say, hey, did your gift basket arrive? And then you- <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, I never gave you my address. Oh, I bet I'll just have to go follow that up with the, uh, the supplier. Shh. Americans. So I got a haircut today. Yeah? How'd that go? Um, I think I nearly made my fiance cry. Oh, no. Why? I got a haircut and a beard trim. You should send her a gift basket. <laughs> no comment. Or, you know, don't. Indeed. I'll just ask her for her address. <laughs> Why did you get a haircut? Uh, not, I mean, that's not like an abnormal thing to do, but it sounds like it's, it was an abnormal haircut. So, do you guys know that I'm getting married in a month? Uh, yes. Congratulations so we, again. Speaking, speaking of things I haven't gotten yet, my invitation. <sighs> so, I've invited, you to, I've invited you to the January wedding, right? Ah... <laughs> uh. No uh, comment. But we are. We're going to we're going to take the bridal suite at the Ul venue in January, right? Just oh, you oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we're going to share. We're going to share a room. I think there's two rooms. Oh well, but we can share if you want. Snuggle. Hmm. So, how is it a dramatic haircut and beard trim? Why did it make her so sad? Sorry for going metric on you guys, but I went from four centimeter beard to maybe three millimeters. Oh, Hang on, I'm looking it up. Wait, no, I can, I, I can, I know what a millimeter is. Right, four centimeters is a little more than. It's, like, like, it's let's call it two inches. <laughs> yeah, two. Let's say two inches to quarter of an inch. Would that be about right? Mm, a quarter of an inch. Let me see. No, four yeah, centimeters is going to be one point five inches, one point six inches. No, no, not the centimeters. The 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 three millimeters. Oh, the three millimeters yeah. is very tiny. It's like that's like that's a quarter of an inch. Yeah. Ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's yeah, say yeah. it's it's really a tenth of an inch. A tenth. Three no. millimeters. Three no. millimeters is point one one eight inches. Oh, we're now wasting precious airtime literally on something that anybody can Google in five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> That's what I did. Everyone listening right now is like, these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I looked it up. Why didn't they do this? So now, so it's a, a dramatic shortening of the beard. And is she, does she still recognize you? Um, apparently, it prickles her face. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not into it. Her soft, That's beautiful kinda, face. That's kind of sad. It was it was a pretty sad day. I'm, I'm did you try. um? Have you tried conditioner? Did I what? Did you try conditioner on the beard? I don't know if it. If yeah, it's, like, it's pretty soft to the touch. Well, I mean, not if it's it's poking your fiance in the face. Just rub some or maybe some lotion to soften it up a little bit. I think maybe a day or two of growth and it'll be fine. It's not that short. Well, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to save your marriage, sir. But but so I'm just uh, knowing <laughs> what I know of you. Did you propose in some? enormous way like is there an internet viral video sensation of your proposal no it's it's just nice and personal well that means don't ask about it no (laughs) it's kind of anticlimactic i I cooked breakfast and 
We had a little bit of alone time. Her family was around. Her family don't live local, so it was important that her family was nearby. It was just, it was real nice. We ate yeah. some testicles. Was she was she caught off guard or expecting it? Uh, after five years, probably not so much off guard. <laughs> At that point, you're just kind of dragging it. That's not so much uh, uh, caught off guard. It's, it's more of like, finally. <laughs> yeah, you're not the first person to say that. Was, uh, no, it was nice. It was good. It's about time. It certainly is about time. What are you serving at the wedding? Brains. <laughs> it's a Walking Dead themed We're going to be serving <laughs> about 100 people. <laughs> <laughs> Two, 200 people. <laughs> uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. No, but you must have like an incredible menu now. Or you don't want to tell us because we're going to spit all over it. Is that the idea? No, it's good. It's it's a... Duck pate appetizer, I'm guessing. I love, I love the line of questioning here. Why, why, how did we even end up here? I think I brought it I up. Just, I think line. of Paul as having incredible, impeccable food taste. So I'm expecting like some ridiculous menu. Well, we did, get, we did see the first menu today. And on it was fillet beef with a red wine and truffle jus. Um, fillet? I did have we did have to, to nix that because did you know and I I doubt that you did that most truffle oil does not actually contain truffle these days. Really? That uh, well, they, wait, how, how's that a thing? Well, so how, like, what do you know about truffles? That they're expensive, right? They are. That's pretty much all I know. I, what, I know um, they produce oil. <laughs> <laughs> they're made of chocolate. I believe they're a fungus. They are a fungus. Nice knowledge. So they are, uh, they are, but it's very difficult to uh, flavor an oil with actual real truffles. So this truffle oil phenomenon that kind of happened in the last 10 years, they just took the chemical that was responsible for one of the, the strongest smells in truffles and they just added to olive oil and they sell it to truffle, sell it as truffle oil. And it's, huh. it, it's, I mean, it's as close to a if, con as I can think of. No, no, I think that's uh, real truffle oil would be disappointing. So this is it's giving people what they want. Potentially. Um, well, if it's know, delicious, who cares? But don't they say that most olive oil isn't actually olive oil? and that So the truffle oil that's made with olive oil is, isn't either of those things? It's, it's a vicious spiral. You might as well just eat uh, baseball bat candy. <laughs> it's it's turtles all the way down. If you go back far enough, it's a series of things that aren't really that thing. Really, it's all made out of the tears of children and puppies. So we're we're huge fans of uh, Yotam Otolenghi, who's an amazing Middle Eastern, Eastern fusion chef from London. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was like an anime thing. No, yeah. so we want to do an Otolenghi inspired feast for the dinner. It's gonna be good. Kinda. Just in my words. <laughs> It's kind of good. Well, so my memory of you, Dave, is uh, giving you what, to to my taste, to my taste was the the most delicious foie gras dish I've ever put in my mouth. And there's the look in your face when you looked at it and you were like, what is this? Duck's liver. <laughs> and I vomited all <laughs> over the pushed, table. You pushed it away like a small child. That's me and food, man. And then I, and then I was like, okay, fine. The fine dining didn't do it for you, but the delicious main course tomorrow will. <laughs> Whereupon this platter of the most amazing spring Irish lamb came out. And you were like, what is that? What is that? Lamb. 
I don't do lamb. <laughs> God, I love lamb. You make me sound, and I probably actually am, like just so petty and ungrateful about the whole thing. And it's it's hard. It is really difficult to be, I don't know, gracious in that situation. I don't know. Is is there etiquette? Is there a right way to say, I can't eat this, but thank you anyway. I appreciate the thought and the preparation put into this, but it's just I'm weird and food doesn't work on me. My thing, and you know, because I, I think that you and I could probably have a pretty healthy competition um, to see who is the pickier eater. <laughs> you and but, I, haven't we? Yeah. How, have, have we not done this already? I don't know. But I, my thing is always that I will, if somebody has made it for me or is serving it to me, I'll take it on my plate. If there's no other options, if I, if I can't see any other food to eat, I will just take it on my plate and try. Uh, but I can't eat foods that I don't like. So like I'll choke down a bite or two and smile and talk about how full I am. Um, I I remember at some point when I was growing up and my parents went away for a week and we stayed at a neighbor's house and they made us these tuna steaks, which I had never had and hated. Maybe I'd like it now. Sounds I just, like a euphemism. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't had tuna steak since, mostly because I was so offended by the first one. But I thought it was awful, but I was also starving. And so I kept going on about how great it was to Mrs. Ailerman. I was like, mm, this is delicious. I'm so glad you made this so much so that she tells my mom how much I liked it. And see, you end up fucking yourself. And so then my mom makes it and she serves. I'm like, why, why are we having this? And she said, well, Mrs. Ailerman said you loved it. And I said, I was lying. And that became a very popular story in my house for years. And years. <laughs> years ago, I was, uh, having dinner with a girlfriend's family and her mom had made, I think it was lasagna. She made lasagna, but instead of using like beef, she used buffalo, which I, I don't eat buffalo, which I didn't think was a big deal. It's not so offensive that having it on my plate is going to gross me out or anything. But I thought what the best thing I can possibly do here is don't make a big deal out of it. Eat around it. I can still eat the pasta parts of lasagna and the cheese parts. I just won't eat the, the meaty parts and I'll eat, you know, the other things on the plate too. And it's all going to work out. Nobody will notice. It's going to be fine. And I thought this was the case until the next day I found out they were incredibly offended and it turned into a huge fight. And for years, I wish I were joking, like her family just hated me. Wow. And it really kind of boiled down to they, they, were, they were disgusted at how, uh, I guess, pretentious I was because I didn't want to eat the food that they had like, killed themselves or whatever it was. They were kind yeah. of mountainy sorts of people. They killed the lasagna in the wild. Right. Hunting wild lasagna. I don't think they killed the buffalo, and they certainly didn't use every part of it. But they just had that sort of that that ethos of we eat mountainy things, and I don't eat mountainy things, so I didn't fit in. I bet behind closed doors they use every part of the buffalo, you, including the. You don't mean you don't mean to eat, do you? Tongue. <laughs> well. <laughs> I love how long that pause is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, do you feel like wine is... Um, do you, let me try again. I, maybe we've talked about this on the show in the past, but I, I, my take with wine has always been that philosophy that you should find a, a, the cheapest wine that you like and then stick with that. And that most expensive wine that when people when it really comes down to it, that most people can't tell it apart. I, I like getting a, a bottle of wine to have around in case somebody wants wine, but fuck wine, give me gin. So wine is amazing because it can be all of those things, right? It can be like just the drink that you have around. It can be better than any gin and it can be kind of crappy. And that's what the whole, like, 
You drink wine if you're feeling adventurous. You drink gin or the cheap bottle that you like if you just want to drink. Oh, I don't mean drinking gin because it gets me drunk. I mean, it it does. I'm not going to lie about that. But I mean drinking gin because I like the taste of gin. I prefer a really good gin over a really good wine. Of course. Now, I may be uh, opening myself to some ignorance here, but gin, I believe, is an incredibly dynamic and diverse and interesting drink. But surely it's safe to say that wine has, like, so much more diverse. Probably. Um, And it's, yeah. I don't even know if that's true. But I I know that gin is, like, the the hidden gin society is one of the great things to get into in life. And I'm definitely nowhere, nowhere near there, which is, like, the appreciation of the nuances of gin. But what I like about wine is that it, it is all those things. It is the, 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 the cheap drink to have around. But the best wines and the ones that you'll never taste, um, they're always there to be kind of mysterious and expensive. But occasionally you come across a bottle that's just like, <laughs> I think it's kind of a rule 34 problem where it doesn't matter what your alcohol of choice is. People are going to get really hardcore about every bit of the uh, uh, dynamics of the flavor and where it comes from, and I, I guess it's really a uh, uh, people are going to people are going to be douches about every, anything given the opportunity. You can be snobby about sure. just about anything, and yeah. I, I I just prefer gin. I'd rather if I'm going to be snobby about something, I'd prefer to be snobby about that. I believe that I learned at Ool that uh, if I'm at an open bar and gin and tonic is served, I shouldn't get it. Because if if I'm not paying for it, uh, I can just drink an unlimited quantity of gin and tonics, and that's not the healthiest life decision. <laughs> so uh, here's I what have, you do: don't get a gin and tonic, get a mm. gin and club soda. Then it's not as good, so you drink it more slowly. Uh, no, because the tonic is all sugar. No, see, my problem was just that it was too much gin to consume. I wasn't worried about the tonic intake. <laughs> oh well, see, that's the unhealthy part in my mind. Yeah. Do you guys watch the IT crowd? I do not. I no, but I kind of wish I had I don't know some denomination of money for every time I'd been asked that question. Uh, well, so I mean, it's very Irish, so I think you cannot be an Irish nerd and not watch and love the IT grid. They they did a special final episode recently. It was just wonderful. One of the one of the uh, episodes was here. Have a non-alcoholic gin and tonic, hmm. or just tonic. <laughs> what about whiskey? Love whiskey. Well, I remember we were supposed to go up to. Um, oh, I'm going to say it wrong. I lie. I like yeah, it. and we're going to check out the distilleries up there, and then it just didn't pan out. Maybe we'll do that next time. We should. Well, we were going to do it, and then somebody, I'm not going to name any names, uh, somebody forgot to book their ticket to account for those days, and so we didn't end up doing that. I guess we could have gone without that person, but at that point, I think I was just so frustrated with the whole situation that I wanted to write it all off. And, and it wasn't me, right? No, it wasn't you. Thank goodness. No. You just disappeared off home straight away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lex. Do you mean scotch by whiskey, Dave? I've, I'm a fan of really all whiskeys. Do you have a favorite? Oh, my favorite would be scotch. But I do like an Irish whiskey. So you know there's 96 different distilleries, so by saying that your favorite is scotch, you're basically saying that you like whiskey. Right. Okay, well, if we want to get like into it, Lagavulin. Oh, nice. Excellent. Which is the distillery I wanted to go check out. And I'm not going to use the past tense, want to go check out. We're going to go check it all out. Right. Well, speaking of things Dave loves, you know what we should do really quick? Make out? We should take a break and recognize this episode's other fine, fine sponsor. It's Smile Is Software. Is it Lagavulin? It's Smile Software. The Lagavulin of software that expands right. text or does things with PDFs. Right. This time they want us to talk about PDF Pen Scan Plus. That, oh man, yeah. 
I I use that app every week now. PDF Pen Scan Plus. I still I have a problem with the name because on the springboard it just says Scan Plus, and I I think of it as Scan Plus. Like PDF Pen Scan Plus. That's I get it. It's branding, but in my mind, Scan Plus. Right. It's Scan Plus to its friends. Uh, the right. URL. Let's get it out of the way right away. Smilesoftware.com/slash/unpro. But let's tell them what it is. It's one touch, and by them I mean you, dear listener. It's one touch scanning directly from your iPhone or iPad's built-in camera. You can scan multiple pages into a single document. You can use OCR to convert scans into searchable PDFs. So here's the thing. A lot of times when you have an app that does OCR where it turns the scans into text, it's got to go to a server. Not so with PDF Pen Scan Plus, Scan Plus to its friends. It does it right there on the device. It's uh, not offloaded to a cloud service. So you can do OCR even if you're not connected or even if you have sensitive documents. You can export PDFs with the... Sensitive to the touch? Yes. The iPod Touch, you can like export... uh, sensitive, like internal, external medical devices, TSA. Do you have sensitive areas? Kind of sensitive. I think they mean like secure or confidential documents. Like if you could use PDF Pen Scan Plus if you worked in the emotionally White House. sensitive. Like Eric Snowden could use Scan Plus. Don't use harsh language around these documents because they're too sensitive. You've nailed it now. Okay, but so when you export a PDF with this app, the OCR text is included. There's 16 different languages supported for OCR. It's a perfect companion to our favorite PDF pen for iPad and iPhone. I'm suddenly realizing, totally off topic, and I'm interrupting you, but I just realized my thing today seems to be to just respond to things you say with stupid questions. Is that just today, or do I do this all the time? (laughs) I have no comment at this time. (laughs) Um, Was that another one of the stupid questions? Fuck! You can, uh, here's the thing. Here's how I use the app. This is true. I take it. I scan my receipts for crap that I buy for work, and then I email them to the CFO and get reimbursed. Because you can email them, you can share to Dropbox, Evernote, other services, iCloud, whatever. It's available on the App Store at the intro price of $4.99. There's a demo video by David Sparks to see all the features packed into this indispensable tool. You can see the whole thing at smilesoftware.com slash unpro. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a good app. You know, it's got the Smile Software touch. It's a good app. Hey, who doesn't love Smile Software? Uh bad people hitler we also love some other apps of theirs you know dave and i we've long loved text expander yeah. pdf pen so check them out they're good people over at smile software good people good mm. people mm, delicious i mean so who's eric snowden <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering about that <laughs> I, I don't i don't think he's i don't think he's caught on yet we should edward there you go so the interesting thing about Lagavulin that I, I learned recently, um, I was trying to out whiskey somebody at a conference, and they said, uh, "Do you know they add caramel to to whiskey to maintain the for color the color, yeah, right?" Hmm. And I was like, "No, no, 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 they wouldn't be able to get away with that." But it turns out that, like, even at the high end of the whiskey market, um, caramel is added to maintain consistency of color. It doesn't; it's tasteless. It's just like a tiny little drop of extremely, dis- extremely distilled caramel or reduced down but well they've got uh, uh what is it crown royal something uh they're doing the the maple flavored maple flavored whiskey so you could do a caramel flavored whiskey you could make that an intentional choice i i don't think that's true but then seeing as somebody smacked me down with the caramel my confidence in whiskey knowledge is down these days but i think if you actually add sugary caramel well, then it's no longer allowed to be called whiskey so it's a liquor well, now I, I'm after going to look up this this maple finished thing. That yeah, maybe maple finish means that it was finished in maple wood. 
No, no, here we go. Uh, rare whiskey, Crown Royal Maple. It's playing sound in my, my ears right now. This is terrible. <laughs> Their website. Okay, so don't go to crownroyal.com because they are going to play fucking music when you go there. But uh, yeah, they've, uh, they, they, they put maple in their whiskey. They also want Crazy. my birth date. Why is, is this a Canadian? Uh, yeah, whenever you go to an alcohol website, they want to know uh, if you're 21. Because under twenty one year olds may not see websites about alcohol. It's policy. There's a there's a checkbox that uh, says use a cookie to remember me. So what was it like growing up in a country where the drinking age was twenty one? I mean, most people I knew started drinking when they were around fifteen. Really? <laughs> Maybe sixteen. I guess I guess that's about right. I didn't start drinking until I was twenty seven, twenty eight. I've made up that's for the lost time for sure. An exceptionally smooth whiskey that masterfully blends the signature caramel and vanilla nose of Crown Royal with a warm and woody maple touch. I'll have to check this out. It sounds fascinating. Other things that they add caramel to. Balsamic vinegar. Do you like balsamic vinegar? Is that going? Is that still too? I'm a fan. I you're fan. I uh, I really drink that shit by the bottle. Apparently, you can do it as shots. They do it as shots. They do the real stuff as shots in in. In, uh, if you have to pick one condiment to uh, to drink, what would you pick? Drink a condiment. A condiment. Like for me, I, I wouldn't. Go... I wouldn't drink balsamic vinaigrette, but I would drink a cup of funny mustard if I had to. Mm, that's a tough one. I was given uh, a pickle juice shots oh, last God. week. That's pretty gross. I, it was disgusting. It was really awful. It was like a shot of something and then a shot of. Pickle juice to, to to wash it down. <laughs> <laughs> a chaser. There's a place. There's a shop here in Denver where you. It's, uh, it's like an extra virgin olive oil shop, and they've got all these different flavors of olive oil and different flavors of uh, vine- uh, balsamic vinaigrettes or various whatever. Uh, and you mm-hmm. go around with these little tiny thimble cups, and you fill up a, the sampler cup, and you just do a shot of it, and then you pick out which one you want to buy a bottle of. I was pretty um, sure that yeah. I was gonna like just vomit in spectacular brown shades by the time I walked out of there. It was delicious though. Have you done wheatgrass shots? Never. It was doesn't awful. sound very good. I don't recommend it. It's at like a health food store. They literally just have giant hunks of grass there, and they put them in the machine, and then they give you this foul-looking and smelling green liquid. It kind of smells like grass because it's grass. And then you oh. you you do a shot of it, and it is just like you've swallowed grass, and it is awful. And then your mouth feels like you ate grass because you ate grass, and it's just horrible. I can't recommend that experience to anybody. It's awful. I don't care how healthy it is. Uh, not worth it. Awful. Just awful. Mm. A lot of, in quotes, health-related things really do taste disgusting. Yeah, so clearly an evolutionary mistake that like the worst foods for us taste delicious and the healthy foods taste like poop. Well, there was an article on, is Business Insider reputable? I don't know. It was a great article because it told you that all this stuff that you thought was unhealthy is actually quite healthy. Any article that does that tells me that. So wait, is fried chicken is healthy good? again? Fried chicken, yeah. They said that fat, not all fat is bad. Fat doesn't make you fat. Uh, lots of carbs is actually quite good for you agreed uh, sugar is ter- yeah it was <laughs> great it. i i mean yeah the other the other big one is fast food turns out to not be that bad for you it's there's there's things that you should avoid in fast food like don't get fries right but in terms of uh, uh caloric value and nutritional value fast food is a pretty good way to go this episode brought to you by taco bell i love fries <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the new burger king fries the saddest fries oh the like the no. the ones that are supposed to be healthier Healthier, yeah, it's like 
less fat, 30% fewer calories kind of a thing, right. which just seems like when you're standing at, when you're, when you, when your beginning point is 18 billion calories, then that's really not that big of a reduction. <laughs> you're not ending up in a healthy yeah. place. You're still deep fat frying your fucking potato. Sorry, Paul. I think eating a ton of candy. <laughs> Do they hoard a lot of potatoes, by the way, where you are now? <laughs> uh, I don't really get the potato thing. I, I mean, in fairness, a lot of day-to-day Ireland, particularly in Dublin, is just like, it's basically just another American state. You know, we have Facebook here. We've got eBay. We've got Twitter. We've got Microsoft. We've got Drop. All these all these companies are setting up offices. So, like, we're just this... Oh, oh I thought you meant you had access to those websites <laughs> there. You mean they're headquartered where they have too. offices there. Oh. We've got the internet I now, guys. <laughs> I saw your little brain waves working as I was saying that. And you wanted to eat them. I did, but then I ate the wrong things. Oh, I was wondering. His testicles, testicles. Can you just I'm can sorry. you just give a line reading on but then I ate your testicles and that'll be our closer. <laughs> no pressure. And and then Dave, I ate your testicles. <laughs> 